Welcome back to the Discipline of the Gens podcast. I'm your host, Matty Betts. I'm here with the biggest the gen I know, Gino Bet Openly. And another good week of football. And this week, we even got some Saturday games. How you feeling, bro? My dude, we got some games. This is actually one of the better betting weeks that exists. We have playoff pictures starting to form. We have a gang of different uh, games. I argue that we have six primetime games. We have Thursday night, Sunday night, Monday night, and then three games Saturday that we're going to all treat like Thanksgiving. Yeah, I actually didn't even notice we had Saturday games until just a little bit ago. It's so um, weird they do this too. Like they start it with the Bulls. It doesn't make yeah. sense. Probably should have started it last week, but it is what it is. Yeah, no, for sure. Well, we got lots to cover today. First of all, Carolina cashed this past week. That was a great algo play out of discipline the gents. They went into Seattle and won outright as a dog. What's your take on both these teams, Seattle and Carolina, right now? Carolina really starting to come together as a team. I think they haven't – I forget their record, but they've like only had one loss since getting rid of their coach, since trading CMC. They're, they're starting to remind me of Detroit Lions. It's scary. They're heating up at the right time. Is it too little, too late, potentially? Um, but, dude, they're a good club, man. Their defense – their defense is nasty. It was a good pick all the way around. A lot of, a lot of people got smoked on Seattle, smoked. Yeah, no, I totally agree. And Seattle actually has an interesting spot this week, and we'll get into that a little bit later. Yes, we will. Yes, we will. Um, but some on other topics. Kyler Murray goes down. What are your thoughts just in general right now? Obviously, very unfortunate news for him. But what are your thoughts in general at the quarterback position? Because all of these teams, teams such as the Baltimore Ravens have to make a decision on Lamar Jackson. And it almost seems like it doesn't – it usually doesn't play out well when these I'm, quarterbacks are paid guaranteed money on huge contracts. What I'm going to seem like a – yeah, I'm going to seem like a corporate cowboy here because, like, obviously, what is the league without the players? It's nothing. Dude, I think it goes to show you really can't sign a long-term guaranteed, guaranteed contract. Dude, you tie up so much money. And I'll, I'll even say, like – my other profession outside of bet openly is sales. And the reason why we always had the highest motivated teams and the hardest workers, we were like guaranteed pissant bases. Everything was about sales, commissions. So like you work hard, you get more. I, I think sports in general needs to decide at what point do these guarantees go away and incentive-based contracts. And I'm not saying leave them out to dry. If someone gets hurt, they get no money. But it just doesn't make sense to me to guarantee. I think he's what does he have? 180 million guaranteed of the 200 or 240. It's something so high that I'm not, of course not saying he got hurt on purpose. But as a Niner fan, and to sound heartless, it's going to take a long time for Arizona to bounce back. Yeah. Well, what is Kyler's contract? I think dude got 100. And, he either got 180 million guaranteed or 180 million, and then 100 of it's guaranteed. Oh, he got a. $29 million signing bonus, 230 over five years. 230. There you go. Yeah. And 180. was 190 guaranteed. There you go. That's crazy. So, like, people joke around with the video games and shit. If you're guaranteed 190, how, how I, honestly, I'm genuinely asking, how yeah. can you still care? It's pretty crazy. I mean, you look at Patrick Mahomes, I don't know what his guaranteed was, but I think he's an example where you should do it. I mean, they paid him. 
it's like a half a billion dollar contract, but I mean, the, the yeah. crazy thing is that's going to end up being a good deal for uh, for Kansas City. Agreed. And like again, I hope he never gets hurt. But yeah, that's just it's a long time to have one play. Football has you know twenty two guys on the field. Yeah, agreed. That's up, next, said it. up next, I want to hear your opinion on Tom Brady. I know you were very low on this Bucks team preseason. It was one of your favorite preseason unders. You obviously nailed that pick. What are your thoughts on him? What's next for him? What should he be doing? What about this Bucks team? Are they finished? What are your thoughts? Bro, it's done. You and I got under 11 and a half. Yeah. That shit's, that shit's as good as cashed. Yeah. Um, I, I, I regret, you know, Tom Brady from the same town as me, so I don't know him or nothing, but I regret saying this would be the first season we see a visual visual decline. I, I think we're seeing it. He, he's, he's missing plays. He, he never really had mobility, but he could move yeah. in the pocket better. He's taking more sacks. It sucks. Uh, will he still squeak out the playoffs? Potentially. I, I really hope New Orleans comes. That's a, that's why that comeback was so important. New Orleans would be atop that division right now, uh, or maybe tied with Atlanta. But it's just crazy to me. Uh, the, the homie has insane amount of rings. There's no question he's the GOAT. So I mean nothing but respect. But he was kind of defying the law of time for a while, and I, th- I think it finally yeah. caught Agreed. And then how about those Detroit Lions? They're kind of clicking at the right moment. What are your thoughts on this team right now? Two, the Detroit Lions are good, man. They're they're fit. I think they're either favored or pick in the Jets this weekend, which is crazy because people have Jets yeah, as they're high one, as like the top five in some power rankings. They're a one point favorite at the New York Jets. So it's like, damn, and you look back on their losses, they were in a lot of the games that they lost. Like, should this yeah. have been a playoff team all along? Mm-hmm. Potentially. They traded away TJ, and they're winning. It's weird. The Carolina Panthers and them, again, I'm on, I'll say this and I'll, we'll move on, but it shows you that football is more than one player. You yeah. make a good trade. These guys, these guys are winning. The guy waiting to get his chance is doing fine. It's very interesting. Um, I want to see some crazy runs. Like basically the entire AFC, NFC South is alive for the playoffs, mm-hmm. mathematically and realistically. The Tampa Bay's a dog this week to Cincy. Um, that'll be an interesting one I'll cover. But I still can't believe Tampa was only getting three and a half against the Niners. And that line should have been like six plus. It's no love for my dude BCB. No love for Brock. Yeah. Um, but yeah, let's dive into it. I want, I want to give some people some plays. Let's cover some shit. Uh, p- people, again, we're not here to police Twitter. We're not here to police TikTok. People use the wrong language all the con- time and getting hung up. They're like, Minnesota should have been a seven-point favorite. No, they shouldn't have if you watch the first game. Our video, I took Minnesota, very small bet. I said they can take my money. I'm getting plus 130 on it. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I knew it was square side. I didn't say it was fixed. I didn't say it's a trap. Like, guys, you got to start looking at football, man. These teams are equal. A lot of these teams, that fumble is really the difference of that game. Minnesota scores on that touchdown, tie game, a totally different game. So – um, I just love the parody and shit's about to heat up and we got multiple games to get you picks on, on this, on this show. And so Maddie, you also have a guest coming on later. Yeah. Yeah. So we have Steffi Smalls coming on later. Um, she's a great fantasy football mind. We'll be bringing on her in a little bit but before we get into picks. What's your biggest reaction from, from last week? My biggest reaction is Seattle's not really that tight. I, I know I'm biased saying that they're not a bad team. But they're just yeah. people were crazy high on them for a while. 
Philly is that tight. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to tell people they are fucking raking up numbers on good defense. Number one. The Eagles are number one in point differential as of this week after last week. The Niners are scary. It's the truth. We keep plugging people into Shani's system. We're injury ridden. Thank the Lord we're getting Debo back the last week of the season. I'm begging us not to start him against the Raiders and save him for the playoffs. Mm -hmm. Um, Dallas is a good squad. Obviously, they struggled against Houston, but to come back and win that game shows a good squad. Th those are the top three teams in the NFC. Don't waste my time. I don't care. I know Minnesota has a better record than the Niners. We would be favored by like seven over Minnesota right now. Yeah. So, um, again, teams can make runs. This is football. I'm just telling yeah. you there's a clear-cut three favorites. And then jumping over to the AFC, <clears throat> it's Bills, Chiefs, Cincy. There's no way around it. I know Cincy. Um, is tied with Baltimore, and I think Baltimore has the tiebreaker right now. Mm -hmm. um, but this week could change that. Since he can end this week at 10-4 and four and Baltimore moves to 9-5. and uh, five. Yeah. So we got a lot of football to play, but th there's a 3-3 three and three in both divisions right now. Pretty good stuff to see. That does yeah. not mean any of these other teams are eliminated. It just means they're going to have to make crazy, crazy runs to be in the Super Bowl. It would be crazy in the AFC if uh, the Ravens and Lamar pulled like a Joe Flacco and just coasted through the playoffs on the road. I, I still think the Ravens could be a dark horse, and I know I'm on record saying I don't really believe in them, but yeah, I'm just not counting them out either. I mean, you shouldn't count them out, and I'll be the first to admit that I took Minnesota to win the NFC and I took Baltimore to win the AFC just for value. I think I got 18-1 to 1 on each. Yeah. Do I feel good about those bets? That I can maybe hedge out of them, but – I yeah. don't see either of them. I, I needed them both 100% healthy. And Minnesota is just weird. They just fold sometimes. They, they they can hang around in close games, but they fold. So let's get, people, let's get some people some picks. Let me give you my biggest reaction first because I know you're going to hate oh, this. Oh, my one. bad for not asking. <laughs> um, so my reaction – actually, you're going to like the reaction. My reaction is the Niners can win the Super Bowl with Brock Purdy. However, I do think that there will be some low points for him between now and the end of the year. Like, I don't think he's just going to ball out every game like I now. And this goes into the, the division game this week. Yeah, I agree. Now teams have seen tape on him. I think there will be a little bit of regression, and I think he'll have some pain points. Not um, even that. This is his first road game. I don't think people realize. Seattle's a really hard yeah, state to play at. He's 2-0 and at home against, yeah. in my humble opinion, inferior teams. Yeah, and if when things are clicking and going well, like – he can just ball out, but like I actually think like I want to get your opinion on this, like bias aside, but like this San Fran Seattle game, I actually think Seattle could be a decent like sharp play here. Um, you know, it's a division dog at home. Everyone's gonna be it's I think everyone's gonna be on the Niners in this game after with this number being so small and after what we saw last week. And then the whole buy low sell high like the the, the 49ers played as well as they could have last week. Seattle lost last week and what didn't look good whatsoever. So I actually think that's a really interesting game. And that's that's our Thursday night football primetime game. Yeah, and I want to speak super clear because people often don't listen on social media. It's insane how many people misquote me. Every system points to Seattle. The value is Seattle plus three and a half. Take it. I still think this game kicks off Niners minus four. So you want to hold out for that point. I would tell you all the three to three and a half point is more valuable. So if you like Seattle, lock it in. The sharp money kind of flowed early on Seattle, but not as heavy as you'd think. Um, 
I believe the Carolina matchup opened up some sharp eyes that if Carolina can challenge Seattle with their defense, so can the Niners. That all said, Brock's never been on the road, never been in a hostile Ooh. environment. It's going to be cold up there. He went to uh, Iowa State, not too worried about the cold for him. I'm more worried about the fact that he looks flawless and he threw a pick that almost, I think, went pick six, but got pulled back on a hold-in. So a lot of people look at the surface level and results of games and not digging deep. Yeah. Um, that said, I just want to tell people this. This is boring. If you really wanted my like sharpest play on this game, it's a no bet. It's a no bet because you don't stop a train that's moving. The Niners defense right now is a train that is as yeah. confident as I've ever seen. They are going to be running around amok. Seattle has a history of beating us in Seattle. They've owned us as of recent, recent years. Mm -hmm. there, there's a lot of reasons to cross off both systems. Yeah. Um, I would actually say if you're going to bet this game, you go Seattle money line. I'm looking bet openly right now, plus 175. Ooh. I think we could kick their ass. I really yeah. do. But I also do think they could win 40% of these games. So I genuinely believe the only EV bet on this game mm -hmm. is Seattle money line. But my square ass, by, by hard bias ass is going to be on the Niners. <laughs> Minus three and a half. And I like the Niners minus three and a half way better than I like minus 175. Makes sense. I, I definitely like Seattle here this week, so I'm, I'm going to be on them. Um, but let's move on to Sunday night game. That was the Thursday night game. Let's do Saturday first just because it's before. Okay. If you're good with it. Yeah, yeah. Let me pull it up. We got three. The first one, I, I think I know what you're going to like here. We got Indy in Minnesota. Yeah. Yeah, so this is a really interesting game, right? Because both of these teams have really regressed lately. Like the Vikings, people are a lot less high on them. Um, they still have a good overall record, but, you know, they have a negative one point differential. Like what kind of 10-3 and three team has a negative one point differential? So I think that one's super interesting. One of our systems inside of Discipline the Gens, which you guys can get access to at disciplinethegens.com, only $30 a month. Um, points to the Colts here at plus four and a half. What uh, system? It's essentially fading these these winning teams with negative point difference. Oh, got it, got it. I like uh, that system. And yeah, and actually, I, haven't had, I haven't had the chance to dive into more, but I actually think there might be a second system that points to the Colts here too. And it's super ugly. Like, But if there's one thing we've learned, like these ugly systems. For the usually, best bets. Like the Colts – oh, that's right, because the Colts are coming off of uh, – a massive blowout. They lost 54 yep. to 19 at Dallas. So you're basically taking a really bad looking Colts team on the road against, and this number feels small too. It really does. Like it feels like a six plus point spread to me. This is a big play for me, just so you know, and it's under 48 and a half right here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't like the public is a, it looks like they're a hair on that side. Mm -hmm. I actually think the Colts D gives Minnesota a little trouble and I'm and vice versa. Yeah. I, I liked what Minnesota's defense did to the Jets two weeks ago. I know mm -hmm. the Jets had every chance to win that game. I just like that they buckled down. Um, they're not a top defense. They're bottom in some categories. Uh, but I just like that under 48 and a half. And I hate unders that are that high. Uh, it feels square as hell. But I, I really do think this is a 24-20 game. I can definitely see that. I can definitely see that. Does that point spread not feel small to you, though? It does. It feels like something's not right here. They're steering people to Minnesota. It feels like Minnesota should be minus five and a half to six and a half, and no one would blink. 
Yeah, I mean, this Colts team just lost lost to the Steelers by a touchdown. They lost at Dallas by 35. Now, the interesting thing is they, they played the Eagles really hard, right? They lost 17-16. Um, they're, they're one of Colts, Jags, Chargers. Streaky. Three teams that I just – I honestly – I don't mean to sound like a little bitch. I, I don't really want to bet them anymore. I can't <laughs> read them. I can't figure them out. They're yep, just I costing agree. me juice. I, I read them wrong. And then they impress me on other games. It just seems like a waste of my energy looking at those three teams at this point. Yeah. No, I agree. That makes sense. Um, all right, let's move on to the next Saturday game. We have the Baltimore Ravens, a two-and-a-half-point underdog at Cleveland. And I just saw this stat today. I believe John Harbaugh in division games as an underdog. I want to say the number is 16-7 and seven against the spread. Don't quote me on that exact number, but I'm pretty sure that's what it is. Um, what do you like in this this Ravens game? Dude, I think the early money sharp came in on Baltimore. Mm-hmm. Deshaun hasn't looked good. The two and a half. I like I hate I hate taking minus two and a half. I just I can't <laughs> stand feels, it. Feel square. <laughs> it's like, dude, they're begging everyone to take it. Oh, they could just win by three. It's Deshaun versus I don't even know who is Baltimore potentially do the third string quarterback too. I think the other kid got a concussion. Uh, I think so. Um so I I don't I don't love this game for a lot of reasons, but if I'm betting it, I'm betting the over 38 and a half here. I'm also leaning Baltimore money line. Um, that that's just that's just where I see it. There's just there's too many reasons that Baltimore should be getting more points than this. And I always say that Vegas is a better capper than I'll ever be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that that total dropped from 40 to 38 and a half as well. Yeah, I'm just taking those two free points. I think people will keep hitting that down. Probably could get that around 37 and a half at kickoff. Um, people are going to basically say defense versus defense, depleted Baltimore. How does this game not go under? Potentially 34 degrees freezing, basically. Um, yeah. That's cold, man. Yeah, it's saying Tyler Huntley's questionable and Lamar. Uh, who the hell knows who's playing at this point? Yeah, agreed. Huntley hurt, yeah. We will see what happens. Um, it's a stay away from me, but if, again, forcing me, I'm going to bet it since this is the only, the only game on at the time, and I'm probably just going to go over 38. Hopefully I'm getting over 37 and a half at that point. Yeah. Makes sense. All right, we have the Dolphins at Buffalo as the last game on Saturday night. The Dolphins are a seven-and-a-half point underdog over under sitting at 42-and-a-half. What are you leaning on here? Man, I feel like such a square this week. I – Buffalo hasn't been beating the breaks off of teams. They have not. Their yeah. defense has been winning them games. Mm-hmm. Very interesting. The over-under in this game is 42, and everything I see is Buffalo comes in here and handles business. I, I feel bad. I'm not really sure what changed so much for these Dolphins, but I will say, and I hate to insult people that watch football every day, but there was a time that people were asking if they would rather have – Tua as the quarterback or Herbert. Yeah. Like, what? Are you nuts? Half the balls that this guy has gotten deep touchdowns on have been underthrown or inaccurate. His receiving core is just insane. Yeah. They're not going to be able to run the ball. Miami will not be able to run the ball. I. There's just – yeah, I don't love the over-under here. I, I just I, – I like Buffalo minus seven and a half. 
Yeah. Like Buffalo minus nine. And the and the Bills are coming off of an eight point win at home against the division game against the Jets. But the Jets are Miami better right now. it seems like Miami has regressed a little bit. Like the last two games, they only scored seventeen points both games. They lost by six at the Chargers, and then they lost by sixteen at San Fran. So Bro, just, and they they got they got worked by my Niners. We worked them. Yeah. Chargers decidedly own them, and now they don't go home. They go now up to the freezing cold. Yeah, yeah, that's a great point. This Miami team going to to Buffalo, <laughs> thirty three degrees, and the dude, it, yeah, it, it's square. This is actually one of the plays I might put in early because I see this one climbing up. Really. Uh, but yeah, I'm square. I like I like Buffalo minus seven and a half. I think I saw sixty percent of the public on them already. Yeah, and let's not forget Miami won this this matchup earlier this season. I was at that game, and I think you on the podcast afterwards. I was like, I don't know how Miami won that game. They got so outplayed. Their defense has changed since then. Yeah, for the worse, for sure. All right, well, that covers all the Saturday games. Let's move on to prime time on Sunday. We I think we already discussed. The Seahawks, correct? Um, that's Thursday night. That's the Thursday night game, yep. So we'll run through it real quick. Um, so San Fran's a three-and-a-half-point favorite at Seattle over under 43-and-a-half. What are you leading on? 100% Niners. But I, I'd give up three-and-a-half. Don't go money line. And if you're going to go the other way, I would say money line on Seattle. Yeah, I'm on Seattle here. I just think this is uh, the best buy low spot here. Right. And all systems, just so you all know, point to Seattle, guys. Yep. Home division dog, late in the season, buy low, sell high, mm-hmm. home dog prime time. There's a bunch of systems pointing at Seattle. Agreed. I just want to warn you all, the public loses a lot of money. It's actually one of the weirdest public trends, and I want people to hear this. The public loses a lot of money betting against hot teams. It's the weirdest thing ever. You would think as a team heats up, the squares would jump on and try and ride that train, they actually always, Vegas makes a lot of money, this is pretty well documented, on winning streaks of teams because the public, the Joes, just go in and fade them, fade them. Basically, all good things need to come to an end. What goes up must come down. It's one of the weirdest things ever. Yeah, no, I totally agree. Um, all right, well, we have let's move on to prime time on Sunday. We have the Giants coming to Washington in a division game. Giants are a four and a half point dog at Washington. Over unders 40 and a half. What are you leading on here? These teams just tied. The Giants, yep. this is what their third week in a row playing a division game. Yep, and both these teams are seven and five. They're like identical. And well, it was a pick. Was it minus two? It's very interesting, right? Just was, like I, I realize people are debunking that the, the home field is worth three. I, I'm actually one of the old school people that I think home field is at least worth two or three. There yeah. are different home fields that matter. But yeah, for me, it's going to be a nice day in Washington according to the weather. I, I thought Washington should have won and covered that first game. I'm biased. They had the first half under control, and my, I felt like they did, and a couple things didn't go their way. Um, I, I just really think there's a there's a good chance Washington wins this game by a touchdown. Yeah, I like Washington here. I totally agree, and we'll get we'll get Steffi's opinion when she comes on later. She's a huge Giants fan. 
Um, but I really like Washington in this game at home. I just think they're the better overall team. I don't think this number is that big. Um, so I would definitely back Washington in this game. And, and to add to it, I like the over in this game, over 40. Uh what, what I'll say is I believe Washington's going to learn. Obviously, they can't emulate what Philly does, but they're going to learn from it. Mm-hmm. And we got lucky. Maddie and I were on the under in the last Washington Giants game. The only reason it hit is it that, tied. And it scored overtime. We lost it. Yeah. Um, I actually believe Washington's going to loosen up here. I remember McLaren had a bad game, had some drops and stuff. Yeah. Uh, I think Washington comes out with a similar game plan but gets better results. Yeah. The only thing I'll say is they really haven't been good at home covering the spread. Like the recent game they covered against Atlanta, they won by six and they covered the three and a half point spread. But outside of that, they played. Okay. So they covered against the Packers, but that was when the Packers were considered a better team and the spread reflected that. So they beat the Packers at home by two. They lost to the Vikings at home by three. They lost to the Titans at home by four. So they really haven't like, the, the, all year they haven't really beat a team by a touchdown or more at home, so that is something to consider here. Without a doubt. And then the last primetime game, <laughs> it's a bad game, but it'll have our money on it. Uh, the Rams are going into Green Bay, getting seven over under 39.5. I want to hand you the mic. Oh, what's, your, what's your knee jerk here? This is a really weird game, I'll tell you that. I, I think first glance, uh, everything tells me the Packers. Like, you know, I just – it's just – it's such a big number that it's like – it almost feels like, like, what do we not know? Um, you know, I mean, the Packers at home, there's still the Packers at Lambeau, as bad as they've looked all year. And the Rams, on the other hand, like, you know, they just have looked really bad on the road. Their last few road games at Kansas City, they lost by 16. At New Orleans, lost by a touchdown. They lost at Tampa Bay. They lost at San Fran by 15. I mean, you're talking four or five straight road games that they've lost basically by a touchdown or more. Yeah. Um, so I do lean on the Packers in this game. Yeah, it seems like they're a fair weather team at this point. Yeah. Uh, the Rams. Really like- I, I don't love it. Uh, if you force me, I'll take the seven. I thought Baker was revitalized. I've always been one of those guys. I was. I came out and said I wanted the Niners to pick him up if he was there. Like, why not? Like, why not have them on your bench for a million bucks? Uh, I don't like buying the Rams high. Pete, you and I were on the Rams the last two weeks. They've covered for us the last two weeks. It's been great. Um, I do think they could cover this game. I do think their defense is still good, dude. The the Raiders aren't bad on offense, and their defense stepped up. I I like the Raiders' offense better than this Packers' offense. Um, So I just like the seven points. I'm not saying another miracle where – Baker comes in and wins, but why not? This Green Bay team has been a disappointment all year. So I do lean on the seven. Um, I actually lean a little higher, harder on this uh, under, 39 and a half. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking like a 17-20, 17-23 game. Uh, seven, uh, I guess 17-20 would, would get it done. 17-23 wouldn't. Yeah, no, I hear you though. 17-21, something like that. Yeah, that's a low number. Yep. All right. Well, let's move into our dog of the week. Before we do that, make sure you guys go over to betopenly.com. If you, the best place you can bet an underdog at, get much better value for your buck. And what is your favorite dog of the week for week 15? Oh, man. This is going to be an ugly one because I just said I won't touch them. But the value to me 
is pretty nice. Jacksonville's plus 220. Dallas just went wire to wire with Houston. I get it. Bad game. They showed they can win. Dallas is a good team. Plus 220 is nice. Yeah. Um, I did just say I don't ever want to bet on Jacksonville again. Mm-hmm. So that won't be my dog of the week. Um, what do you think of the Raiders? They're getting a point and a half at home against the Patriots. God, this Raider team, man. Actually, they, I, know, I know what dog you, you'll probably like. The Titans are plus three at the Chargers. Dude, I think I'm starting to sell these Titans, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, my, my dog of the week is going to be the grossest, the grossest dog. It's going to be Tampa Bay. Mm. It's going to be Tampa Bay hosting Cincy. Interesting. So Tampa Bay right now is getting three and a half at home against Cincinnati. Yeah, I'm not going money line. I'm taking the three and a half. It's disgusting. Um, but they just they need to stop their downward spiral. After all the bullshit, they can still win their division. And they're you know what's crazy is they're zero five and one against the spread at home this year. <laughs> All, all, yeah, basically, it almost, it almost feels like the the number has adjusted there now. I mean, who would have thought that this Bucks team would be getting three and a half at home, really against anybody? Yeah, I mean, I looked weeks in advance, and I think it was Tampa Bay minus three and a half, like long time ago. Yeah, team. it's just a value play. You're giving me three and a half. The, the Tampa Bay still has a good defense, even though my Niners embarrassed them. Yeah. The Cincinnati team's very different than my Niners. Uh, they're a good team, but. It's three and a half. I'm not saying Tampa Bay money line. I'm strictly saying three and a half. It's a gross dog of the week, but that's that's where I'm putting my money. Yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take this Indianapolis Colts team as my dog. Teams that just get blown out in the NFL tend to battle hard the following week, and this Colts team got obliterated by the Cowboys. Um, not to mention this is also a system play fade in the Vikings who have a negative point differential and a 10-3 and three record. And then my other dog would be the primetime game we already talked about, but I'm fading your 49ers this week. I'm going to do see it. <laughs> I think we have a good record against you personally, against Maddie. So I <laughs> I like when people are against my Niners. I feel I feel better when we're dogs. I don't like us being all getting all the love. Yeah. But the last game before we invite on Steffi and uh, stop giving out picks and talk fantasy. This Jets home pick them. They kind of yeah. need to win this game to keep their playoff hopes alive. Yeah. Their defense to me is elite. Has, is elite. I think you're getting a steal here at, at a pick them. I, I agree. Think it's a trap. I don't think anything's wrong with the game. Yeah. I think it's just like Detroit's been really good for the last six weeks, you know, five of the last six weeks. Yeah. Jets have lost some tough games, they've had a harder schedule. I think you're getting value on these Jets at home. I totally agree. I actually really like this Jets team. I forgot they're a dog. Is there, are they plus one or minus one? I've seen it all the way to pick them plus one, whatever. Minus half a point right now. So we'll, we'll see how that game plays out. But I agree. I think this is kind of like a come-to-earth game for the Lions. Like Everyone's hype on them now, and now they're going on the road against one of the top defenses in the NFL. I just feel like that they could – because it's funny because I was looking at their schedule and the Lions, like they'll score all these points some games, but every now and then they'll go on the road and just yep. lay an egg. I mean, at New England, they lost 29 nothing. At Dallas, they lost 24-6. Yep. So you have to wonder, is this the, this type of game? Like I actually think there's value on 
the Jets and the under in this game. hundred percent. My bigger bet might be on the under, but yeah. I will have money on both the under 44 and a half and the Jets money line. I like that. No, we're definitely aligned there. I actually really like that play the more we talk through it. Um, all right, we will transition. Let's see. And then one thing I got to say, just hyping us up. Yeah. I'll, I'll, we'll make this into a social media clip. I'm not playing, dudes. $30 a month for DD is the best value there is. The people that we get in there are all homies. The value of plays, the value of systems. We do a once a month poker tournament, free roll to give away money. We're starting our panel picks. It's going to be a week long contest where you get to compete for free again to win money against everyone in the community. Mm-hmm. The entertainment for 30 bucks a month is stupid. And you got, dude, like my homie Greg, one of my homies since I, I was 10 years old, is a soccer capper. And he runs circles around me. Although I had Argentina, shout out to Arge today. Shout out to the Porteños. Um, and Messi up, scored too. He's up 14, 15 units just in the World Cup. The homie Jordan's making the ROI on it. I think we're up 40 units since September. So, like, if you literally are a $10 better, your ROI is like 300%, 200%. And you get poker tournaments, entertainment, community, Discord, Facebook. I'm sorry, my dudes. And we're raising the price. It's 40 bucks a month starting in January. Anyone that joins or previously stays at 30, permanently it goes up to 40 bucks a month in January. Um, our goal is to get it to a nice community of about 1,000 people and then not go too much larger than that. Try and try and make it sustainable where uh, everyone's learning. That's, that's my favorite part is the questions, the learning, people, the yeah. quotes they give homie in there last week someone joined and said hey like i just want some plays and whatever and the members were like dude don't sell yourself short like don't just take the plays like yeah. hang out in here ask questions and learn from the ogs they're like it's the best 30 dollars i've ever spent obviously yeah. mike uh, maddie and i are biased <laughs> it, it, part of it goes into our pockets that's just the truth but we spend so much of that money back on the community back on data and back on plays what it's really going to is um our knowledge to our bankrolls and us betting and us getting better and me bringing in other cappers. To be honest, the the four or 500 people in there, divide that up by Maddie and all our overhead, it's not that much money. It's far more going to the money, the units I've made off investing in more data and better systems for myself tenfold. All right, we are now welcome, welcoming on a special guest, Steffi Smalls host of the championship round and a massive Giants fan. Steffi, welcome to the show. Hello. Finally, we, I swear we haven't been able to get on and do something together in so long. So. I know, and I promise you I did not plan this date specifically right after the mm-hmm. Eagles Giants game. Right? Yeah, probably. I'm sure, right? <laughs> I, there's, it's not, it, there's no way that that happened. <laughs> I mean, to, to be fair, if the Giants would have won, I would have had to take the heat on this show, so. I how, how are you feeling right now about the NFC East in general and the Giants? Because it seems like all these teams are live for a playoff shot. Listen, the NFC East at least is not the NFC least anymore, which is exciting right. because I think that football is way more fun when our division is actually good and not complete trash. Yeah. I think the Giants season is a success. I think everyone is freaking out. Giants Twitter is like one of the most unbearable places that you can find yourselves. Like the depths of Giants Twitter hell is horrible. Um, I think that they have put themselves in a great spot to have success in the future. 
if we go to the playoffs, cool. I think we can beat the commanders this week. I think that these teams are a little bit more even than Vegas will tell you right now. Um, but I think the NFC East, I think the Eagles, we knew people that were doubting them and taking their win total under are so cute. They were not going to be a worse team than they were last year. So I just don't want Dallas to make it very far. Yeah, I think we both agree. As long as Dallas doesn't do well, we're happy. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to ask, is that how it works? Is it everyone versus Dallas in the division? See, here's the – kind of, yes. Because they don't end up doing anything is the problem. It's, like, always the same story with them. My problem is I went to college with Nick Foles, so I have this weird, like – and the Eagles are, like, okay in my book where I won't – I won't crap on them too much. I still don't love them, but I, I pay my respects to Nick Foles. <laughs> That's fair. Fair enough. So you're both – you guys are both Niner fans this week, or I guess not both of you. Steffi, if my Niners beat Seattle, it looks really good for your Giants to be able to hold on to that. It second. does. And I think Seattle is coming back down to earth. I think a lot of people, you know, everyone's talking, you know, they talk on Twitter, wondering why teams are starting to not do well. Just look at the schedules. Like you could have probably predicted a lot of these teams and what was going to happen, even my New York Giants, right? Uh, the front end of their schedule was very easy. I mean, then now you look at what they're faced with and a lot more challenging. I think Seattle is on their high. Their defense is finally showing its true colors. Do you know Smith? Well, very awesome what he's been able to do. Again, coming back down to earth playing like the Seattle team, even above the Seattle team that we expected. I think, you know, these last couple weeks that we've seen them kind of average themselves out from where they were. So, I, yes, I am a Niners fan. I'm rooting for the Niners. I, I'm excited for, uh, you know, Mr. Brock Purdy. We'll see if he ends up playing. But I love it. And the first we, – we like to interview people. We like to let them tell their story. How on earth – I don't mean to be sexist on any on any level. How on earth did, did you get in? You know, honestly, there's not many women that can yeah. talk sports as well as you. You're one of my favorite Twitter accounts to follow. So how do I ask that question politely where it's like, how did a girl get into a man's yeah. uh, industry? Well, I appreciate like the little boost in my ego there. That was very kind of you. Um, so it's very funny. I probably have the most unconventional way most people would have this adorable story about how they went to college for broadcasting and journalism, whatever. I did not. I was in med school when I ended up switching full time. My mom is a huge Giants fan. I always loved sports. COVID hit, moved back home from school because everything shut down, was bored and re-downloaded Twitter, started tweeting about the Giants and one thing led to another and now full time in the industry. So yeah. Just like that? Just like that. I know. Two years later, here we are full time. Oh, man. To anyone listening, I'm just going to say it's not that easy usually, no. but hard work pays off. I bet what Steffi's not telling you is how much she jumped all in and how active yeah. she was and how much work she did for no pay before the pay started coming in. So I, I'm actually sleeping more than like six hours for the first time in a couple of years, which is nice. I always say I right. feel like I'm still recovering from those years that I was still a med student full-time and trying to do this full-time. And now at last, like you see your hard work pay off and it's awesome. Um, but it's not easy. And again, like I always like joke, like surgeons general warning, like what I did is not healthy for you. And it's, but it's a grind. And if you love it, then uh, every, anything is possible. I agree. I love it. Yeah. I don't mean to take wind out of anyone's sails. I just get a lot of DMs. From people, how do you break an industry? And I just see that they're too short-sighted. They like they need that instant gratification or nothing. Yeah. 
Yeah. So I wanted to ask. Yeah. That's all and there's not that. a lot of money to be made in the beginning of this industry. So like you true. have to be ready to work and work your butt off for not what you're worth at that time. But uh, yeah. if you work hard enough and you grind again, like you said, like there is no instant gratification in this industry by any means. But and actually yeah. what you just brought up, we've had a bunch of guests on. No one's ever said that before. I actually want to kind of highlight that. There is, I like two things you said. One, there's not a lot of money in the beginning, but two, you actually said even more important to me, you actually work for less than you're worth. And that mm -hmm. hurts some people's pride. Like when you know you could be doing something else and making more, but maybe you don't love it as much. So I don't want to be all cheesy, but yeah. just for people listening, like honestly, if you want to get into an industry that's popular, that's loved by a lot of people, just realize you got to make sacrifices. And unfortunately, they're going to be financial in the beginning. Yeah. yeah. At the end of the day, it's important to do what you enjoy. I mean, my whole background is like running restaurants, owning and operating restaurants. And a couple of years ago, I started putting out TikTok videos on bedding and then they started going viral. And then I just started, I like saw how, how successful the videos were and I was enjoying it and I started to go all in on it. But like, it's just important to like, do stuff that you enjoy. I mean, I've been gambling my entire life and I never thought that like, like years ago, like in college even, right? I was probably the biggest, like the gen in my entire college. Like people knew me as the guy I played poker, bet on sports, casino, everything. And even in college, I never like thought, you know, years from now I would be doing what I'm doing now. So it's a pretty crazy industry and it's only going to get bigger. Like truthfully, it's only going to grow more and more. So I completely agree. Um, yeah. What Steph, what what is like what do you personally bet on? What are like if I handed you the mic and said, what does your account look like? Where does the action go? What what's your style of betting? Stuff like that. I have this weird, sick obsession with interception props. Like I and it's very negative. Like Nothing gets me going more than a plus money over half an interception. Like, where can I be the most negative person ever and be like, actually, he's throwing an interception today? First of all, people get very pissed off when you say it. Two, there's a lot of money to be made. If, if you can look and look at the way they play these defenses, it's kind of easy to figure out. Um, it's not obviously gambling is not easy, but they're one of my favorite, just favorite things in general to bet on. Like Dude, you're that. like striking a bunch of first times. Respect yeah. that. You know what that means? You're one. You're not. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? You're not uncomfortable being out of the money. Yeah. Like you essentially, yeah. you're sitting out of the money most of the game, and you know nine out of ten of your bets. And you know when the other team's on the field, you have no chance. Stuff like that. That takes guts. That's interesting. And give me an idea. Are these like plus one fifty? Yeah. Or are these like. Plus more than oh, that. Yeah. And you can put, why don't you parlay both of them together if it's a game and I think it's going to go that direction? Like, I like a good sweat. I think that's part of gambling that not ever, like, of course, it's fun and we love to take it very seriously and we love it. Like, there is nothing better than a good sweat in a game. There is nothing better than turning a game that probably wouldn't be that interesting into something that's very interesting because you love the mm -hmm. sport. You still love to watch it. How do I make it just a little bit more interesting? How about a Tom Brady anytime? interception even though he's barely thrown one <laughs> and my yeah. niners will come through for you exactly. uh, you know you know what's interesting is like i just saw the other day mike tomlin there was like an article about how he thinks it's like unfortunate how like there's so like players will get bitched at by like a fantasy football owner or someone that bet on the game and he's like it's unfortunate that everyone like that's all they care about is betting on the games and fantasy yeah. but i don't think people realize how less popular the NFL would be if it wasn't for fantasy football and gambling in oh general. Oh my God, that's a good point. 
Because like like well, yeah, there's so many games. There's just so many games that like you wouldn't give a shit about if you didn't have action on it. No, and this is why it's so funny. Kids nowadays, like they're um, moving away from being a fan of a team, and they're they they're falling in love with the players and the superstars, and they have more than one team that they like. And a lot of that, you know, it all meshes together too. And then I always say that fantasy football is very much a gateway into gambling because a lot of it, there's things that you can take from both yeah. of them and, and apply to the other. Um, mm -hmm. You don't have to be like you know, if they're the average consumer. They just want to bet like twenty dollars on a game in a parlay yeah, that yeah. probably correlates to their fancy football like team. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, I, I don't get the whole negative stigma around it. I understand there's people that have gambling problems, and I'm not trying to make light of that. Right. But if I own the NFL, you know damn well some of these boring ass Thursday night football games people would have turned off halfway through if they didn't have the over under or a <laughs> player to anytime TD. Like I, I to me they go hand in hand with views and caring and uh engagement i guess with the you think everyone's gonna watch the giants commanders game on sunday night because they're, <laughs> cause they're gonna gamble on it and they're gonna have a yeah. bunch of parlays and they're gonna bet on daniel jones throwing interception and that's how they're gonna watch the game they're not gonna watch the game because they care what happens behind me and daniel jones are you a, a fan that'll take a negative prop against your own team I was just I was just gonna ask that. <laughs> you just threw that Daniel okay, Jones so in there. I, I will admit, real. I have always been let me smirking. I have always been a person that didn't gamble on my team. Um this year, just probably by profession, probably I'm just slowly becoming that much more of an addict. I have begun to dabble in gambling with my team against my team. Um I will now do that. It's also kind of a win-win. Because at least if my team loses, I want a little money. I don't know. It makes the wound <laughs> feel like it's not as bad. <laughs> That's a very positive way to look at it. Would you take? <laughs> would you take the other team money line against your Giants in the playoffs? That I won't do. No. Okay. All right. You just like I'm not. Yeah, I'm not. Okay. I'm not psychotic, but I will. All right. All right. I, I respect yeah. it. And are you are you in fantasy football leagues? I am too many next year. I cut down in half this year. I'm cutting down in half again. I cannot. It's like yeah. a full-time job. It's so hard. I'm in four leagues this year, and I literally got my buddy that I went to college with, and I was like, bro, I want you to manage my teams, and I'll give you half of the wins. I was I'm like, I just 19. don't have to do it. 19? Mm -hmm. Oh, that crazy. is a full-time job. I can't That's say crazy. no, but I cut them down. Last year I was in I was in over 30. I mean, like, I'm going to cut – Next year, nine. it's so bad. Last year was bad. So I'm in seven, and I said next year, I think I'm going to draw the line at five. Yeah. And I'm they all have the same app. I can still have a couple overlapping players on every team where it's like I'm, I'm not yeah. like – when you have as many teams as you, you're almost probably watching game. You don't even know what to be cheering for in some instances. Yeah, I don't. And fantasy yeah. football, like I care – like if it's my own team, right, like – I don't really – I would rather, like, my players on my actual team that I'm a fan of. And I get do it. you play, like, DFS or what What uh, apps do you use, like, on an NFL? I mean, that's the thing. So I think if you can have them all on one app, it's great. I'm not a huge fan of Sleeper. I know everyone loves it. I have a lot of leagues in there, Yahoo, ESPN, NFL. I actually like Yahoo. I think it's, like, the classic. It's just kind of what I remember, like, using these, and it's simple. I Some of these new apps, they just – there's too many frills in it. Like, I just want to set my lineup. I want to see who's available, and that's it. Like, I want to talk a little shit and be done. Yeah. <laughs>
And then do you, do you bet, like, do you do against the spread bets or like, what's like an average week look like for you? I guess it depends like what the, I feel like the last couple of weeks, the slate's been a little bit weird, but yeah, I'll do some against the spread. I like underdogs too, trying to figure those out. I know like Matt, that's your thing that you've been doing too. I love that. Like trying to figure out what underdog can win every week is a blast, I think, because it's challenging and I like going against the public like for me that's fun and I think that's part of you know like I I was in med school like I like like how do I challenge myself and and add that into like this part of my career yeah are what there any other you dogs you're looking at this week this week let's see who is an underdog I mean the Giants but I can't say that here there, yeah so that spread well they're getting four and a half yeah. Gino and I were just talking about that game before you jumped on um, it's interesting. You know, who, who said you were leaning on in that game? What was that? I was saying, Gina, I, I think we're, were you leaning on the commanders? <laughs> I think I liked recently the commanders' defense, and I, I watched that. Yeah. I rewatched that game. We were we lost on, on the commanders the first time, though, so the Giants might own us twice in a row. It's an interesting game because they both have so much to play for. Um, if the it's, Niners take care – of Seattle winner and loser of that game will still be in the playoffs, you know, just for the, that time being. So yeah. you don't like depending on that. You like controlling your own destiny. I know. I don't think really, it's like, it's so bad. I like, don't really like, I care if we make the playoffs obviously, but I don't really care that much. Like it's so bad because I, I know that like, we're not in a position where like, the, we're not going to the Super Bowl, Right. Like, like even if we like, yeah. and I think that that's the, like just being realistic with it. It's awesome. What we were able to do like, not going to the Super Bowl. So, yeah. um, as much as it's nice to have a meaningful game in December, of course, um, I'm excited to see what Desmond Ritter does this week. I kind of like the Falcons to win against the Saints. I don't think the Saints have done anything impressive um, as of late. I always like a new quarterback coming in that no one really has tape on. Usually they have a tendency to win. We see it all the time. So I do like the Falcons this week. We saw that last week. Yeah. Pretty. And yeah. honestly, we, we see – that the Saints just can't close out games. They're yeah. just not – there's just something wrong with them. I don't – they had every chance in the world to be in charge of their division, and they yeah. just refused. I'm convinced Howie Roseman is paying, is paying to not make You think they're taking a dive? <laughs> are, are you a college football better too? Or are you are – you, is, is uh, pros your gym? Yeah, pros is my jam. I went to U of A, so I mean, like, there's not I, outside of basketball. And usually, once I get into NFL, like, I just stick to one one sport at a time. I have how many fantasy football leagues, and that's a lot between that and managing social media for our app and stuff. It's all all enough for me. Yeah. <laughs> and for anyone listening that just wants to know a little bit about you, what were what were you in med school studying? I wanted to be an ER doctor. Oh no shit. Yes. And what kind of was the brand with like the addictive, like psycho personality that you get like, out of a lot of the DGEM betters. What was the the breaking point? What, what when did you realize that you didn't want that anymore? Honestly, it was just that I was half-assing being a student, half-assing being a content creator, and I was like, "We're not going to do this anymore." I got a full-time offer, <laughs> and a year and a half into med school, looking at the loans and looking at a full-time salary, and knowing like. I, I mean, I was just miserable at that point, too. I knew, like, I wanted to be a doctor very badly, but I think happiness is so important. And I was yep. so much happier when I was 
you know, recording and, and on Twitter and interacting with other people and putting out content that it just at the end of the day, I'm like, let's just take a shot. We'll put it on the back burner and then see how it goes. So, so while we have you, and we like to put people on the hot seat, but we'll be nice. We promise. Okay. The Niners are going into Seattle. Who, who wins that game? The Niners are winning that game. Like I said, I think Seattle, I, I like the story. I love, I love Juno Smith. This is nothing against him. I, it's time. Their defense has been acting the way that I expect them to coming into the season. I think that the 49ers should be able to, I think this game will probably fly under. This might end up being a little, maybe it is a little bit closer. It might be, I don't know. Um, but I think that Geno Smith comes back to earth with us uh, and we see them end up losing this game. I like it. You have, you have my attention. Now I know you're a Giants fan. They're getting four and a half. Are we tying again? Who's winning this game? If we this game, I mean, like, come on. It's just, it would be, it's almost hilarious. It's hilarious to be tied uh, to begin with. I think taking the Giants four and a half is, like, I have no problem with that. I think this game stays close. I think these teams are a little bit tighter than people think. I don't think either of these teams are blowing the other one out. It would be surprising if one wins by more, like, more than a touchdown than the other. So I like the Giants to cover that four and a half. Steffi, we had the under, what was it, 40 and a half, do you know? I think it was in, 41. In the first game. Either way, we, we couldn't have got anything. We got so lucky that the, it ended in a tie. and they Oh, just yeah. So did I. And I, right? Yeah. That was crazy. And so where could people find you? Like, if I, I know they can find you on Twitter. They can find yeah. you on TikTok. Where, where, like, what shows tell? I know Maddie announced in the beginning, but give a, people yeah. a more clear way to find you, follow you, support you. Yeah, easiest way to find me is always Twitter at Steffi Smalls. Um, all my stuff is with Champions Round on our YouTube page, our TikTok, our, our Instagram. Um, all my work is there. I post everything on my own Twitter. So it's usually the easiest way to find me. Fair enough. And give give the people an idea, like what's an average day? Do, do you title yourself content creator? Like what, what what's the title and what's your average day? Just like 40 hour yeah. week, something like that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Content creator is fun. I, it's so funny. Like it gets such a negative connotation now and it's really, and it sounds like, Oh, they're a content creator. It's so easy. Like you have no idea. It's not as easy as you think. Um, I also help run the social media over there. So I'm the lead of content and community for champions round and they're stepping out of that, uh, starters app place. So we're in a spot where things are functioning well. So I do a lot of stuff on the back end and I'm very fortunate. It is. If you're like, if you have this life, I'm very thankful for what I do because it is like, I mean, again, I picked this because of happiness and I love what I'm doing. So I'm not, I don't really feel like I'm working. Um, but yeah, very fortunate to do sports, watch sports. And that's all you do all day. I can't really complain. Fair enough. And then, uh, are the Giants, even though you we'll, – we'll bleep out the fact that you said you don't care. She doesn't care for anyone listening. I do so, care, Avi. I don't care. I'm not getting my hopes up. <laughs> She's realistic that she doesn't believe they can win the Super Bowl, so that's that's where it's coming from. Yeah. Are your Giants making these playoffs? Yes. Okay. I do think they are. I think that's more based off the situation of everyone around them. I don't think it has to do as much with the Giants and whether like they should be in the playoffs. I think that – they probably will get themselves into a situation where they will be. And then I'm going to ask my last Eagles? question. I'll go, Maddie. Hold on, I got to ask. Do you think please, the please, Eagles please. are good enough to win the Super Bowl? 
I do. Do I think they're going to win the Super Bowl? I do not. Do you think Jalen's MVP? I please. What is this? This is ridiculous. So this is crazy. I'm never coming back on the <laughs> show again. I do. I do. And I see. I was never a huge Hurts hater. I think that again, like when you put a guy in the right situation, you give him everything that he could possibly need to succeed. That's that's what happens. And I think Jalen Hurts. I'm impressed. It's very impressive. I agree. I'm jealous. Maddie, your question was perfect. I, I was going to ask her. She, we like cornering people. Who is your Super Bowl matchup? Who versus who? Oh, man. I honestly, I think that this is going to end up being a crazier year than people think. And I think there's going to be a team that gets knocked out. Maybe it is the Eagles. Maybe it is the Bills again. I think they're kind of uh, – the Bills seem a little doomed to me. Like they've got this yeah. doomed esque to them like where like they're going to get to that spot and something's just going to go wrong and they're just not going to get there, which sucks. I think the Bengals have actually looked really impressive again. Is there a, mm -hmm. a world where they can run it back? Absolutely. Chiefs defense makes me nervous. It's so funny. Like you think about what your predictions were at the start of the season. They just don't look anything like that. The Ravens have been a massive disappointment to me this year. I, yeah. Like I thought that they were going to be a name that we were going to be talking about around this time of the year. And they've just turned into a pathetic excuse. Yeah. Me. I, I share your sentiment in the sense people crowned the bills too early, too early. That just never works out in the NFL. It's not the mm -hmm. NBA. You cannot do that. I, I would even say MLB does, doesn't work, but it, it's insane to me. So if I had to pin, I'm trying to, I'm trying to corner you in a nice way. Cause we want you to come back in a couple of months. If I had to corner you in a nice way, just for a, a highlight clip, we'll only we'll only make you a TikTok reel if you nail it. Who who's playing who? Oh man, give me a Chiefs 49ers Super Bowl. I like it. I'm gonna yes. go with the and you know what? It might the Eagles might do it. Something tells me that someone's gonna trip them up in that last game. There, the the Eagles got to be the favorite. Um, there's no question. Uh, I do. I, I, I uh, the thing that you said that was the most eye-opening to me is how blind fans are, and you don't seem like a blind fan. You seem like your eyes wide open. And I do think the Eagles' strength of schedule is going to bite them in the ass in these playoffs. I think other people are going to have been through more adversity. The only adversity I can think of the Eagles is a game versus Jacksonville with pouring rain where they kept fumbling, and that's like six weeks yeah. ago at this point yeah i was just talking about them on my show and it's so funny because it's like oh philadelphia has been like showing their weakness it's like when you say weaknesses it's just like oh they're not as good at stopping the run but that doesn't mean they're not better than literally yeah. more than half of the entire yeah, team is that they're they're yeah. quote-unquote weakness it's not necessarily a weakness though it's just they're not like that may be the one thing they don't do that as Good. well as everything. Yeah, does. if you have to pick something, that would be it. Yeah, right. Like if you have to, if you have to pinpoint one thing, you want to like maybe try to like get on top against the Eagles. You might try to do that, but again, like they're proving yeah. that they're still able. That's like it's not a true weakness. It's just what they don't do as good because they are unfortunately such a good, well-rounded team. It drives me crazy. As long as it's not Dallas, I cannot see Dallas in the Super Bowl. I don't care about anything else. Dallas always good, always but Always. I was joking. I said, Steffi, how long have you been an Eagles fan? I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, Maddie, I want to put you on the spot now. Let's do it. 
What is the Eagles' weakness? She said it. It's it's just stopping the run, but it's they're still not that bad at it, and they picked up a bunch of players to like, I guess help help with that problem. But I mean, the way I look at it is, any high powered offense, that's what you want to do against that team. You want to run the ball against them, and keep them on the sideline. Yeah. So you know that's the, uh, the what it comes down to for me is we're gonna get. I think we're gonna get the one seed. And I just don't see any of these NFC teams. I think the Niners have the best chance out of any of them. But I just don't see an NFC team coming to Philly and and beating us there. I just don't see it. Yeah, Niners is really the only team that I could see that be the scenario, really. Yeah, I mean, we legit have, like, an all-star team. Like, when you just look at the roster, I mean, it really is crazy. Like, when when they picked up A.J. Brown – it was just insane, and then it all came down to like how good is Jalen Hurts or how good can Jalen Hurts be, and now it's just like, you know, I mean, he's making throws that people in this league never thought he would make. I agree. He's having a hell of a season. Uh, and I got that MVP bet, twenty-five to one preseason that, on him, and I got you didn't put any money on it. You I, got, I put a hundred on. I got the Eagles Super Bowl too. And you should have had a band on it. I put 200 to win 4K on the Eagles Super Bowl. <laughs> I should have put more on it. It was soft. You should have. Yeah. So, Steffi, we call ourselves Disciplined Agents. We have a private community. Mm-hmm. We have, you know, handles, all of that. We try and educate people. Tell, tell the listeners. We're going to make some clips out of this so you can you can think before you open a reply. Okay. T- tell some people, like, what you see being in the industry, what you've learned that, like, you would give people advice on. It's like just like a piece of a gambling advice for someone that's like brand new. Because honestly, there are thousands of new bettors every day and they don't even know where to start. So like I'm just asking you, hey, Steffi, I've never gambled before in my life. What's your advice for me? Before it is my before you look at like look at the slate, look at the numbers, do that. Sit down, write what you think the line would be before you even go and look like that has always helped me. And I found success. Like one of the hardest things in this industry is, and it's, I wouldn't say the hardest things in the industry, but it's very easy to be on Twitter or read an article or listen to a podcast and to be influenced by an opinion, even people that you respect, like, you know, you can listen to someone that you, you love their opinion. You think they're the smartest person in the industry. It's really good to formulate your own opinions and you have to be confident like it's a brutal world out there. So when you make a take, like j- just stand your ground and also admit when you're wrong. Like it's fine to be like, I lost that bet. Happens all the time. Like you're not, you can't, it's gambling. You can't win all the time. I completely agree. So repeating it back, I actually love that. I don't think enough people do it. I don't even know. I, I talk shit about this generation a lot because I have two little brothers <laughs> that don't have patience. Uh, Steffi's saying, make your own lines. I was like, literally write them out. And mm-hmm. see how good of a read you're getting versus what Vegas is putting out. It'll be very telling the games that you're crazy under on or on the right or wrong side on. So I, I appreciate that. And then Maddie, I'll hand you the mic. Yeah. No, I really like that. Cause like even like last week, I was telling Gino, like that Niners Bucks game, like that spread was three and a half. But like if I looked at that game before looking at the line, I would have thought that number would have been six plus. Yeah. Um, so it just felt like a good spot to get the Niners, but I think everyone was just looking at it as like, oh, it's Brock Purdy's first start, and um, but I think that's a you know a really good point. I think not enough people actually make their own lines before looking at what the actual spread is. So it's definitely a good you know exercise for betters. 
without a doubt. And then we, we sometimes, we get, Matt and I get given shit that we don't ask our guests enough questions or let them know. Uh, you don't have to get too personal. This isn't like the, the candle lit, but like, what is something you want people that don't know you to know about you? Something that you're not going to tweet, just something that people wouldn't know about you. I, the med school one's fantastic. I, no no I offense. Shit, that would be like the one thing that I would come up with because I think that's pretty effing cool. It's very um, I mean, is it cool? I dropped out. Uh, I don't know. God, that was hard. <laughs> Where, okay, Jeez. how about this? What is your? What are some of your favorite cities to go out in? Favorite cities, always New York. Philadelphia is not horrible. Not my favorite though. Outside of, uh, I don't know. I can't really do much in California. I don't know where you live in California. I like San Diego, but it's all good. Are you in yeah. Old Town Scottsdale? Like, did you after U of A? Did you go to Scottsdale? Oh yeah, too many times. Vegas too. I almost like I went to Vegas too many times in college to the point where I'm like. I think I'm just recovered enough to go back to Vegas. <laughs> I went back like uh, last year for, we had a divorce party for one of my friends that already got divorced. Um, and I was like, holy shit, I am too old to be here. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get you to come out in March. Maddie and I go yeah. for March Madness. It's, yes. it's, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. yeah. We, go to, we go to the circuit every year for March Madness. That's freaking awesome. Yeah, I have yeah. to get out there. 100%. All right, last question for you, then we'll let you run. Is there a gambling story that you have that what is there a crazy gambling story or like what's your 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 favorite gambling story? Okay, this is what got me hooked and I'll tell you. <laughs> Gronk first TD in the Super Bowl. That's when it did it for me. I was like it's going to be Gronk. I know it's going to be Gronk. It was like the first time I ever placed like a significant amount. You know like that first bet that you're nice. like I know and I just I felt so confident. I'm like Bear down, Gronk. You're going to do this for me. Um, and I paid off my student loans with those winnings. So uh, oh, from college, yeah. I haven't paid off my med school, school ones yet, but I paid <laughs> off my my, uh, grad, my uh, undergrad ones with uh, fir first TD in the Super Bowl. Mr. That's Bowl. badass. <laughs> and I heard you sneak in a bear down. I don't I don't know if a lot of people know what that is. Yeah. That's, that's U of A right there. Yeah. Yeah. It's not Chicago. It, that, that shit started from U of A. You can check the dates on it, too. Um, but yeah, so I always support my guys. That's why, unfortunately, I'm a little partial to the Eagles because I I love Nick Foles so much. Nick Foles is just such a good dude. Like oh I, think every, I feel like everyone likes him. Like any mm -hmm. NFL fans like him. Nicest person I, I think I ever met in college, maybe even in real life. Just like an just all around nice dude. I don't have a yeah. single. I don't think I met anyone either that ever had like a bad thing to say about him. Like he's just a That's good true. guy. For sure. And you snuck in one play. Um, this will be my last question. Is Daniel Jones over a half interception a play this week? No, because Daniel Jones has not been throwing that many, and they also don't throw the ball enough. Um, but I think we still we saw both these offenses actually, you know, play a little bit better than they normally do against each other. I think it's just a pretty level uh, playing field. But yeah, Daniel Jones will not throw one this week. Fair enough. Is there is there an interception over a half that you're taking this week? Definitely Gino. I don't know what that number looks like, but Gino off the bat, that's definitely one. Baker's throwing one this week. Um, I'll have to think. Respect. Dak might be good for one this week, actually. I like all three of those. Dude, yeah. you can come on our show anytime. She's nice to the Eagles. She called a Niners Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah. Listen, 
I'm a kiss ass. Yeah, I, guess. <laughs> I was a good student. Come on. I'm a kiss. I'm a, yeah. True, true. I love it. So where, where can everybody, one last time, where can everybody follow you at for anyone that's listening? Yeah, you can find me on Twitter at Steffi Smalls. It's with three L's. You'll like this. I don't know if you guys know this. Those are Tom Brady's three L's. So he he had two oh, from my Giants yes. and one from my Nick Foles. So oh, that's just three L's. I like that. Do you play poker? I do not. Okay, I was gonna. We were gonna have you as a guest on our, our tournament to get knocked off. We won't do that to you. <laughs> I mean, it could probably be funny for you guys and maybe your 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 community. <laughs> Fair enough. Maddie, I'll hand it to you. Yeah, that's all I got. I really appreciate you joining us. Thank you so much. On a warm summer's evening, on a train bound for nowhere, I met up with a gambler. We were both too tired to sleep, so we took turns of staring out the window at the darkness. The boredom overtook us, and he began to speak. He said, son, I've made a life out of reading people's faces and knowing what the cards were by the way they held their eyes. So if you don't mind my saying, I can see you're out of bases for a taste of your whiskey. I'll give you some advice. You got to know when to hold up, know when to fold up, know when to walk away, and know when to run. You never count your money. When you're sitting at the table, there'll be time enough to count when the dealing's done. Surviving is knowing what to throw away, knowing what to keep. Cause every hand's a winner, and every hand's a loser. And the best that you can hope for is to die in your sleep. And when he finished speaking, he turned back toward the window, crushed out his cigarette, faded off to sleep. And somewhere in the darkness, the gambler he broke even. In his final words, I found an ace that I could keep. You got to know when to hold up, know when to hold up, know when to walk away, and know when to run. You never count your money. When you're sitting at the table, there'll be time enough for counting when the dealing's done. Enough for counting when the dealer's done.